Welcome to Blood Moon Milk. This is our first episode, and just to give you a quick rundown, this is the podcast where we talk about the moon and its current phase, whether it's a new moon or a full moon or some other really exciting astrological phenomenon like an eclipse. Um, We also talk about other influences of astrology that might be happening with it, as long as spiritual journeys, personal stories, crystals, and other all kinds of woo-woo shit. We also have music thrown in for good measure, so this is our first episode. Give us a break and hang out and enjoy the ride. Thanks a lot. The music you hear behind me now is the song Moonlight by the very talented Grace Vandervall, and um, you can find all of our music on our Spotify playlist, which we will link to um, in the show notes, as well as uh, on our website that will be coming out after Mercury Retrograde. My name's Aurora. I'm an artist and uh, filmmaker, and you can find me at aurora.net. Um, that's Aurora with an H, A-U-R-O-R-A-H dot net, or at, uh, it's wonderful, which is W-N-D-E-R-F-U-L-L dot net to see all of my witchy and woo-woo stuff um, <laughs> over there. My professional portfolio is at aurora.net. And, um, you can reach the both of us at bloodmoonmilk at gmail. And I'm Ariana. I am a weirdo Atlanta creative, and I do a lot of natural work. Uh, I do natural house cleaning with essential oils and aromatherapy. And I also do tarot reading and astrology and all kinds of weird. So uh, starting off with the moon, um, that's why we're all here in the first place. Um, there's a new moon in Aries that occurs Monday, April 16, 2018, and Aries is the first sign of the zodiac, and uh, 
it's a sign of fresh starts and new opportunities and new beginnings and a lot like spring itself. So an Aries new moon is the ideal time to wish for the most fantastic out of this world things with the intent to bring them into reality. That's also why we're launching our first episode right now. Perfect timing. Let's just talk about what a new moon means and um, like, first of all, I guess maybe address the elephant in the room when there's a lot of skeptics out there who just think astrology is bullshit. That's fine. You know, everybody is entitled to their own opinion, but... Uh, You're entitled to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, like, I look at it this way. Um, I mean, the moon is our closest heavenly body. It's our nearest universal neighbor, and uh, it revolves around us, and it also, it, like, has been proven to scientifically affect the planet. Uh, it actually expands when the moon is full like the tides rush the equator and it actually changes the shape of the earth like ever so slightly um, which is pretty cool and the tides are affected by it pretty dramatically and so you have to think like well if the moon has this effect on water and our bodies are predominantly what 70 percent or so water yeah like a two-thirds water then uh like the chances are that the moon would also affect us too like seems pretty logical right but like i feel like we're a lot more you know light than the (laughs) dense super dense salt water of the oceans (laughs) yeah yeah but i mean i know in my own like just looking at my scale throughout the month and being sort of cognizant of what's going on with the moon i definitely tend to gain weight when there's a full moon like not a bunch but, but like two, three pounds, maybe. What they call water weight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, I also uh, have a much easier time losing weight when the moon is uh, waning. So for all the skeptics out there, that's fine. This probably won't be your favorite podcast in the world. I doubt they'll even click on it to listen. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I just kind of felt like... Uh, you know, it's better to acknowledge it now, get it out of mm. the way, so you can focus on the fun stuff, um, which is, like, the astrological aspects of the moon. And um, so right now the moon is in Aries, and um, and it's a new moon. So those are the important things. Mm-hmm. New moons are really great for um, planting those seeds of intent, and you can kind of look towards about six months from whenever the new moon is in that sign. So this month, for example, the new moon is in Aries. So six months from now, roughly, the full moon will be in Aries in October, October 24th this year. Mm, I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, so that's like when you kind of can, like, just to keep tabs on, like, I like to keep a little moon journal for Mm -hmm. myself. And I'll now and then I'll thumb through and be like, oh, what was this month's full moon in? What was that month's new moon in? And I'm starting to see like an uptick in really sort of magical little occurrences happening um, since I've just started paying attention and planting those seeds. And this podcast is kind of definitely part of that. Oh, yeah. I wanted to say something on yeah. how you were talking about like every six months and how you were like looking back through your moon journal. I was actually studying um, 
this book on Danic witchcraft, and she talked about how every full moon to for your full moon ritual to have a list of what you're grateful for and what you want to manifest. And so every three months you go back in, that's how you see like your little things manifesting like for three months, every three months for the full moon. So it just reminded me of how you were seeing the cyclical ness um, <clears throat> in full moons as well every six months. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe that's why she does it in three month chunks. Yeah. I mean, you can definitely say like, I mean, any metric is good because mm-hmm. at least then you're kind of, putting some sort of, for you, maybe it's like even personal data, for Mm -hmm. lack of a better word, or proof of your journey um, to kind of remind yourself of where you started out, because (coughs) it can just be really easy to be caught up in the moment and uh, forget about... um, where you came from yeah you know, and like definitely you, seeing your manifestations and stuff happening like that's when you can have more gratitude and then you know law of attraction get more yeah exactly <clears throat> and um being able to feel it like feeling it is i mean the universe doesn't have a language but if it did i think it would probably be feelings yeah i definitely think that that is the main language feelings and light <laughs> yeah and i like so your mood and your intention and your reactions to the world is definitely like the way you can communicate and signal to the universe what it is that you want Mm -hmm. and I mean it can be anything but you know be realistic about what you want you can dream to have a podcast with a million followers (laughs) you know and that's a great goal but maybe just start by recording your first podcast and just having fun with a new friend yeah, exactly. <laughs> just being really honest and uh, like attainable with your goals, mm-hmm. I think. And then when you get, you know, baby step your way along and mm-hmm. then just kind of be able to see where it goes. And most importantly, just enjoy the moment, enjoy mm-hmm. the journey, because if you're not doing that, then you're not having any fun. And the whole point of everything is to have fun. So this episode, we're talking about the new moon in Aries that happens uh, around the 15th, 16th of April in 2018. This moon's going to be really exciting for a lot of reasons. So the new moon's in Aries, and it's a great time uh, to set your intentions, and Aries is all about uh, fiery, quick action. And, um, okay, so... Obviously, the moon isn't the only thing in the sky, and this isn't solely an astrology podcast, Mm -hmm. but I do feel like it's pretty important to talk about the two other major uh, things going on in our uh, astrological universe at the moment um, that might be affecting you or somebody you know. Um, So uh, Mercury and Jupiter are both in retrograde and have been for a while. But Mercury is going direct very soon, um, probably actually about the time this comes out. So if you can think back to the last couple of weeks, um, from the last week of March to the middle of April, things might have been kind of chaotic for you. Mercury has been in retrograde for the last three weeks. This happens about three or four times a year. In mythology, Mercury is thought to be the god of travel, communication, and technology. So when it's retrograde, uh, that means that the planet Mercury appears to be spinning backwards in our skies from our perspective here on Earth. It's not. It's an optical illusion. But because of that, it 
astrologers tend to think that it has a more tangible effect in those areas of travel, communication, and technology in our day-to-day lives. So uh, people have anomalies with their technology, like their phone will just not work, <laughs> or an email won't send, or uh, it also it rules um, anything with moving mechanical parts. So people's cars won't start mysteriously, or a check engine light will come on. All the time. <laughs> and like even though you swear there's nothing wrong with your car um, I recently bought a camera gimbal I shouldn't have I knew Mercury was in retrograde but I was <laughs> like well maybe maybe I'll have good luck and it'll work out for me and I wasted a whole day and a bunch of time just knowing what I already knew and realizing the camera gimbal like that wasn't going to work out for multiple reasons but I should have just waited a little while and gotten gone with another solution for that problem um, after Mercury uh, went direct. And if you've been riding the struggle bus for the last three weeks or so, uh, I think you can kind of rejoice and um, Mercury retrograde is over, um, or will be shortly. But uh, I will say like Mercury retrograde gets a bad rap a lot of times. I wrote a whole blog post on this recently, <laughs> and I have learned to kind of love Mercury retrograde a little bit, because uh, it's a time when, for me, especially when I was a freelancer, uh, my phone would stop ringing, the emails would stop coming in, and back then I would panic, because I was like, oh god, if I'm not making money, um, then what am I doing, and how am I going to make money? It just would start me in this downward spiral. But now um, that I've kind of gotten some more perspective in my life and my career has progressed, I don't panic at those little minute fluctuations in my, my work calendar as much, but I, I kind of tend to almost put retrograde on the calendar like it's <laughs> like an unintended vacation in a way, and it's a time for rest and repose and reflection on what you've been doing, especially with your... Uh, your creative projects, anything that revolves around communication, like a blog or a podcast or getting like any way you can get your message out there. Um, and it's just, uh, if you know how to work with it, um, then it can be a really in, in influential time because it does tend to really shake up your life. If you know how to work with the transit, then you can kind of plan for it and um, I think you'll find that you have a much easier time dealing with Mercury retrograde, and it's not such a, a cross to bear when it comes around. And it's more of a, oh yay, it's a downtime. I can re- finally get around to reading those books I was wanting to read because the car is probably not going to start, and my phone <laughs> probably won't read anyway. So I might as well just enjoy being alone and reading that book. The Mercury's been retrograde, and it's going direct very shortly, even as we speak. Um, But other than that, um, Jupiter is also retrograde until July 10th. And so this is a little bit longer. This one's gonna be with us for a while. And it's been retrograde since, I wanna say March 8th. And um, that's a whole, again, retrograde means like, it looks like it's going backwards to to us here on Earth. And uh, in mythology, Jupiter is thought to rule over fortune and luck, expansion, wealth, power, and personal growth. 
Um, while retrograde typically means there's a more difficult time at achieving success, it doesn't mean that it's not possible. It just means that it's most likely to come about as a result of a reevaluation of priorities. Make the things that really light you up a priority, or at least find time to explore them. Here's the nitty gritty. Give yourself a long, hard look in the proverbial mirror and honestly identify your flaws in order to come out the other side a better version of yourself with both of these retrogrades. Um, so in this little section, um, we're going to have nutrition for intuition, which uh, was inspired by Doreen Virtue's book, Nutrition for Intuition. Um, she talks a lot about different foods and supplements and herbs that you can eat to help with different aspects of your intuition and clearing your chakras and stuff. So I went through and I found one that resonated with our new moon and Aries energy and I picked acai. Um, the color red resonates with our root chakra and astral beings that aid in strength, courage, purification, as well as shielding from her situations and psychic attacks. She specifically um, talks about the archangel Michael or Gabriel, I don't know, one of the archangels. I'm not really into that, but she's really into angels, so that's who she's referring to. I'm glad to hear that because I'm not really into angels either, no. and whenever... And I mean, I'm just not really into organized religion so much. Uh, I have my own sort of personal reasons for that. Yeah, um, same. So, like, not that I... Telling somebody this story the other day about uh, one time I was running in the woods. Mm -hmm. I was by myself. And I was running along at a full clip. And uh, I heard a voice say, watch out for that snake. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was loud. It yeah. was like this voice was... Louder than my voice is yeah. now talking. It yeah, was, no, I know exactly what voice you're talking about. It's and so, uh, so and I so like I slowed down because I was sort of shocked mm -hmm. about hearing this voice. And I was looking around and I was like, is there somebody <laughs> on the trail with me in the woods or what is going on? And I slowed down and I started walking and then I kind of went around this corner on the path. There was sort of a gentle curve in the trail and there was this giant snake coiled up in the middle of the path. Jesus. And so then I was hit with this double whammy of not just the voice, but the fact that there was actually a snake. Right. And, uh, I mean, so I was telling the story to somebody and they were like, oh, well, you have a guardian angel. <laughs> and this person, uh, like, I respect and I enjoy this person a lot. And I don't want to hurt their feelings by being like, no, I hate angels. Right. <laughs> but, like, at the same time, I was kind of, I had to, like, diplomatically say, like, I guess you could call it that. Right. You know, but inside I was like, I hate <laughs> like, <laughs> I think I just we just hate the. Uh, I just hate the name or like the 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 um what they're associated with. Yeah, I, the images it brings up of like which is Doreen Virtue is way into that. Like she's like, super into Jesus and yeah, I not like, necessarily religion, but yeah. I mean, I uh, I that's why I call them astral beings oh, <laughs> because yeah. I'm like I don't want to be like Archangel Gabriel or Raphael or whoever. Yeah, like it's too weird for me. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Um, I maybe there's some literature out there that can change my mind. Um, but I'm sure they exist, but I don't think that they're angels in the way that we or you know Christians. Yeah, yeah like them. maybe if we think about them as just being like beings that are light and yeah. good, then I can get on board with that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the Indians, they say de- devas. Divas. Divas, yeah, yeah, divas. For, you know, they're god godlike little beings. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, I say that with the utmost respect, by the way. Yeah, like, wait, you mean East Indians? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not Native Americans, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm politically correct enough to know. <laughs> Just checking. Yes. <laughs> cool. Um, awesome. So, uh, Asai, it activates the third eye? Yeah, yeah, it, uh... So yeah, it helps with, you know, the astral beams that help with all that stuff. Uh, it shines a light on new opportunities, clears negative thoughts, and transforms them into love, which I thought was why it would be really good for the new moon in Aries, since it's like starting new things, this, you know, all like fresh starts, new starts, very like new growth, especially. And it activates the third eye and helps with clairvoyance. It also eases transitions when you feel it's time to move on for something. So from something, sorry. So that's that's according to you know Doreen Virtue and her co-author Robert Reeves, who is a neuropathic doctor. So we're gonna take a little music break, and the next song coming up is Henry Mancini's favorite version of his song Moon River with Audrey Hepburn singing the vocals. This was originally recorded during the filming of the motion picture Breakfast at Tiffany's, and when Mancini heard the song, he declared it his favorite cover. So, here you go. talking about the song I Am The Moon. I thought it was one artist and it was not that artist, but we typed it in, we found it. It's by an artist called White Buffalo, which is really weird. I'm not particularly, like, I don't listen to this guy's music. It's I don't think it's the song that I was looking for, but it's funny because um, maybe about 
oh, a week ago, a little more than a week ago, I was falling asleep. I wasn't asleep yet, but uh, I had a vision of a white buffalo, like, come to me. Mm-hmm. And it was just a very peaceful, you know, vision. I'm not really... Av- okay, I've talked about hearing voices, and now I'm talking about seeing a white buffalo. Um, I wouldn't really consider myself somebody who's, like... Walking around, like, hearing and seeing shit yeah. all the time. Um, I don't either. It's very rare, and it's always like, it comes out of me out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. And it's, uh, it, it, when I, if I wanted it to happen, I couldn't right. conjure it up if I, <laughs> you know, if I tried. Um, so it's just sort of, I don't know. It, it was an interesting, it, it was, uh, I definitely wasn't imagining it, because mm-hmm. it was like I was watching something. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Um, and, I, like... Where, like, when you're imagining something, you're kind of, like, in the details Mm -hmm. are like this and like that. But this was just, like, total observer Mm -hmm. mode. And you sort of felt like you were were hijacked into seeing a scene, right? Yeah. No, I Mm -hmm. felt like I was being pulled. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. it was... It wasn't a bad feeling, though. Um, Like, I was definitely on my way to going to sleep, but I, I felt... Like, sometimes I'll listen to music while I'm going to sleep. Mm -hmm. Other times, uh, I'll just, like, fall asleep watching some stupid show on the iPad. And, you know, I know that's not good for me. um, (laughs) But this this particular night, I was like, nope, going to sleep now. And I just, like, (laughs) got into bed and it was dark, which is a little weird for me. Um, And then I just, like, closed my eyes. And then moments after I closed my eyes, I was sort of being pulled. Mm-hmm. It was like there was almost this force coming from the center of my chest, like pulling me into this vision. And it was a really rather beautiful white buffalo that kind of came galloping up to me. And it was sort of surrounded by this, it was glowy and kind of white and golden and pearlescent looking mm-hmm. and definitely sort of had this ethereal vibe. And and then, <laughs> this is the weird thing, it sort of went into me, mm-hmm. like it went into my chest, like it, like I absorbed it. Whoa. Um, which is weird. And then I fell asleep. Or was, I, like my consciousness ended. Like I, yeah. I, I, didn't, I woke up the next morning. The next morning I woke up and was like, well, that was weird. And ever since I've kind of felt like I have this, like, invisible pet white buffalo <laughs> that sort of like um, like it just sort of it's not like out and running around yeah. or anything but I feel like it's like right here like you mm-hmm. know how buffaloes have that hump yeah like I feel like there's like this hump of like soft white energy fur that I like I found myself kind of doing this a lot like in when I'm alone mm-hmm. and it's like I'm petting it she's petting she's miming petting a bump around her chest just, it's really weird. It's not that weird. Um, but so I looked up white buffalo because uh, I've never seen one, yeah. and at first I I didn't even know if they were real. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know that albinism is like right. is a real thing, but um, and I, I've you know I've kind of heard of white buffalo, but I didn't know if it was like a real thing, like a real animal, or, right. or what. One of those legends. Yeah, exactly. Um, like the like Bigfoot or something, yeah. you know, like it could be white. Its cousin could be the Yeti, you know, like <laughs> whatever. Like you just, you don't know. And so I, I did some research. And the only thing that I found that seemed kind of interesting was um, uh, like a 
uh, it was like an animal totem mm-hmm. website sort of thing where uh, people were talking about how the white buffalo was uh, is a very old spirit that was around when the when the earth was formed and mm-hmm. this is what this website said yeah the native americans believe and i know i'm generalizing really greatly when i say the native americans right. but a bunch of tribes and they all have vastly different beliefs right um but being a white person with the internet this is the only thing i could find so right. please don't crucify me over it um and it uh so this website said that it was um the white buffalo is sent as a bridge between the spirit world and the world that we walk in and the white buffalo lays itself down as a pathway for others Sometimes I go dark, blocked by the world You shine so bright on the other side, giving light to the earth When the morning comes too soon, cause I am the moon so far your distance unkind and I'll keep on staring till I go blind and the morning comes too soon cause I am the moon but every once in a while we lock in the sky like lovers just for a moment I cover you up and we're intertwined I'll hold you tight just for the time when it's done Just for the time we won't we kiss and we say goodbye And I am the moon 
chase you around like a bitter fool. So to celebrate the new moon in Aries, uh, a little while back during the last, I, I, okay. So during the last new moon, I started infusing a batch of bath salts with some crystals that I handpicked. These, these crystals really reminded me of the sign of Aries and how fiery it is. Um, so I infused this bath salt with uh, a big hunk of uh, it was a carnelian flame, which uh, if you're not familiar with the way stones can be cut, it's the sort of rounded obelisk of a spiral. Mm -hmm. It's sort of organically looking, but um, the fact that it was cut into the shape of a flame mm -hmm. and that Aries is a fire sign, it's also bright red. It really sort of, um, to me, speaks to the fact, um, is really reminiscent of that fire. Um, so carnelian helps to tap into and activate the lower three chakras. It's associated with taking bold action, similar to Aries. It's fiery spirit that stimulates the root chakra, helping circulate vital energy to your center, which contains your deepest sexual desires and powerful creative instincts. Um, and then uh, also in the crystal mix for Aries was uh, pyrite sun, which is an uber rare form of pyrite that only comes from one mine in Sparta, Illinois, as it's been closed. So uh, if you see a pyrite sun out there when you're doing your crystal shopping, uh, yeah, grab it because you're not going to find them ever again. They're like, they're all, unless some other place comes up with them, like they're just, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're more rare than diamonds. Holy shit. Yeah, because, I mean, if you think about it, South Africa's full of diamonds. Right, well, yeah, diamonds aren't even, like, a th they're not rare at all. Yeah, know. they're they're lousy around mm. the world. I mean, they're everywhere, you know? Like, it's a falsely inflated market. But pyrite suns? Mm -hmm. Nope. Nope, nope, nope. They're all the ones that are ever going to be mined have been mined. And so, you know, I, I've got two of them. I feel really lucky. <laughs> like, they weren't particularly expensive, but mm -hmm. just knowing that they're never coming out of the earth again is kind of incredible. Um, so in addition to it being rare, it's a form of pyrite. Um, so it's, uh, <laughs> I said that the mine has been closed the shut, <laughs> closed the shit down. <laughs> <laughs> the mine has been closed the shit down, so the likelihood of these ever being available is pretty low. Ares is ruled by Mars, the god of war. Sparta in ancient Greece was a well-known military society, also known for its fierce warriors. You know those movies? Like, this is Sparta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 300. Yeah, exactly. That was all about Sparta, ruled by Ares. They probably worshipped Ares. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, totally. Um, so this stone helps to infuse the soak with, um, or the salt with the passion for any upcoming projects that you need to fiercely nurture. Um, it'll help you to tap into your own inner strength and warrior while you meditate in your bath. These are also good for manifesting good fortune and an increase in income. And I will never, ever say no to more money. Right? Probably. Oh I mean, unless like money also means death or something right like. something horrible yeah just free money or money with like easy money or just you know abundance. gifts of money and abundance and joy i will take all of that same um 
So we've also got orange calcite, which is a powerful energy amplifier and cleanser. It'll enhance gifts that you already possess and rid the pollution that's present in your body and light body. This helps you to do away with old patterns, perfect for clearing your energy to prepare yourself for the new moon. So I like to use this bath soak as a cleansing ritual before I do my new moon meditation and a manifestation ritual, which I will happily link to you guys uh, in the show notes because um, it's a little kind of long and involved to go over in this podcast, but I'm sure we'll talk about it in future episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're interested, I will link to it and you can check it out there. Um, so we've also got uh, Lemurian seed quartz, which is super powerful energy. Um, and it's also a really rare form of quartz, which uh, has its own kind of mythos and backstory. And maybe one day we'll do a longer <laughs> episode on crystals in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just sort of sprinkling in some maybe less... I mean, everybody kind of knows what amethyst and quartz right. look like, but some more what I would call like advanced advanced crystallology (laughs) yeah or like advanced crystal studies um and most of this is just my own intuition i'm going off of so Mm -hmm. i'm always curious to hear what other people say and lastly in this mix we've got smoky quartz i feel like this kind of goes back to that fire element the smoke is sort of what comes from fire so it's that that lingering tangible evidence and proof of something that was there that burned. Um, so for me, this is, I mean, and pretty thoroughly agreed upon fact that smoky quartz is strong grounding energy linked with the healing vibrations of the earth. Since Aries is a fire sign, I think smoky quartz is a perfect stone to help tap into the effects of fiery energy of the fiery energy in the form of smoky quartz. Used in this way, this represents Results stemming from fiery passions and actions. I will say that I took a bath in this uh, before I came here. Oh, please tell me. I haven't asked you how it was yet. This is the first time I'm hearing about it. I haven't coached her, so I'm curious. Uh, what'd you think? Um, I liked it. There was no like smell or anything, so it was fine. Um, and I, I popped in a rose quartz while I was there. Um, Ryan came, Ryan's my boyfriend, he came in while I was taking a bath because I find baths to be horribly boring. I do them purely for ritualistic and health purposes, much like I eat, you know, healthy food. Um, But I enjoyed it. We hung out and we talked and we had a good time and we're, it it was, we've been having like a weird thing lately because of like the retrograde and a bunch of weird miscommunications and new communications. And so this was like, it was like before, you know, later tonight, like, we had like this whole moment of like peace and fun and friendship and we were just like hanging out in the bathroom just like just talking and chilling and it was it was literally everything that you talked about like I felt like uh, I'd been you know cleansed and stuff because like I'd had a really bad day earlier and like had all this like stupid drama and work stuff you know so it was just it was nice it felt like in that moment in that bathroom like the energy changed immediately and we had like a good time for about like 30 minutes wow really yeah oh my god we were literally hanging out in the bathroom just like talking and laughing it was so dumb oh no that's (laughs) awesome though like I so this is the first time I've ever made a batch of crystal infused salt and there's a reason I didn't put any smell in there Mm -hmm. and um I probably will in the future but 
Uh, this time around, I just wanted to see if the crystal energy itself would be present in mm -hmm. the salt, and I didn't want to dilute that or distract yeah. myself from the idea of the crystalline energies mm -hmm. present with the nice smell of, you know, some... Orange or lavender. Yeah, some citrus fruits yeah. I feel like would like be really nice with an, an Aryan, mm -hmm. like an Aries energy. Um, just something really bright and sort of peppery might yeah. be good. Um, but and I'm sure that's something I'll explore in the future for other signs. But I really wanted to just... Uh, it was a, touch, a test batch, you yeah. know? And I think... I mean, it was just a small batch, and I think that's the way to go. Like, go with small batches with really high-quality crystals. And mm -hmm. I can share a picture of the batch that I made on our Instagram, mm -hmm. um, which you can follow us at Blood Moon Milk on Instagram and get in touch with us at, at bloodmoonmilk at gmail.com. And we will also be having uh, our website, bloodmoonmilk.com, will also be up and running in the near future after Mercury Retrograde. Yes, definitely. <laughs> no, why bother right now? <laughs> yeah, it's coming, guys. Uh, I predict by the full moon, which will be our next episode. The next full moon is going to be in Scorpio, April 30th, uh, also known as the pink moon. Mm. Look out for us in a couple weeks, and uh, this is our first episode, so be, please be kind to us. Um, if you like what we're putting out there, um, if you like what we're putting out there, uh, give us a shout. Be nice. Share it with your friends. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Well, that's it for our first episode, guys. So thanks a lot for listening along. This last song we've got for you tonight is Miserloo, which is a Dick Dale cover by the band Agent Orange, which is personally my favorite version of this song. And I feel like since this is a new moon, it's dark outside. It's off the album called Living in Darkness, so it's perfectly apt. And also, Agent Orange is one of my favorite bands. So have a great night. Have a great new moon in Aries. Go set some intentions. Dream up your wildest dreams. And... Uh, yeah, check back in a couple weeks for that full moon in Scorpio. All right, guys. Thanks a lot.